Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I am excited to be sitting here with Jessica. She's an author of an YA book called Rise of the Forgotten. But I'm not giving it any justice by just saying that because she's gonna be here telling you guys everything about it. So, hi Jessica, how are you today? Hi, I'm awesome. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I didn't even say that it was it was a, a medieval adventure. Your book that is. So I want to just dive right in, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me everything and anything about your book, please. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. So, Rise of the Forgotten is my first novel, and I first wrote it when I was 14 years old. Finished it when I was 15. Wait, what? Hold yeah, <laughs> I started when I was really young. I've always been passionate about writing, and so basically, Jessica, I wrote, you're still young. You're still I young. I'm still young. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm in my twenties now, but I'm still young. <laughs> okay, tell me more. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And so basically, I just I wrote what I wanted to read. I grew up. I loved being outdoors. I loved horses. I loved swords. My brother and I would lightsaber fight growing up all the time, oh. and so I'm like. <laughs> I want an adventure that embodies my childhood, but also just all the favorite elements of different books I wrote. So that's what Rise of the Forgotten is. It centers oh. around a strong female protagonist, Princess okay. Raven, and it starts off, she's kind of the typical discontented princess. She doesn't like her life. Okay. She thinks that her expectations are too high. And then it's about her journey as she has to go to the different kingdoms uh, across the continent of Oregon. And really, she uncovers a plot that is meant to ensnare her and have her like basically kidnapped. And so this enemy of her father is trying to overthrow their kingdom. And Raven gets swept up into that plot. And she has to find a few trusted companions and escape and find her way back to the kingdom to warn them about this oncoming enemy, basically this forgotten foe. And that's where the title came from is Rise of the Forgotten. Wow, that is packing a lot of adventure in a book. It that is, is yeah. That is sounds that sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so her being the main protagonist and you writing as a young girl, I'm guessing you see a lot in her. This is pretty much like you going on an adventure. Oh, absolutely, yes. Are there any other characters that really sticks with you in this book besides the main girl? Yeah, absolutely. So Raven, of course, was kind of who I visualized as a younger self, I'm like, oh, you know, she she does horses and she gets to wear awesome dresses and all that sort of thing. <laughs> um, but as I've kind of grown up, so I have another, there's another female gal in there and her name is okay. Melodia. And so I wouldn't classify myself as being like her, but oh, okay. she's she's a little bit more timid. She's a little more reserved, but she definitely has some elements that I've come to appreciate and just kind of a quiet strength. And so I really appreciate her. And then also Brianna is Raven's servant. Okay. And 
I liked her so much and she's just, she's, she's something else. She's timid, but she's also really brave. And I liked her so much that I'm now writing book two in this series, Through the Dawn, and Brianna is the main character. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Coming, giving her more oomph, I guess. That's really yeah. nice. Yeah, telling her story. Do we see Princess Raven still in the second book? She might make a brief appearance, oh, okay. but she will so not be the main character. Because it'll be all about Brianna. That's really nice. Yeah, I hate leaving books off on a cliffhanger. Sometimes I do it when I'm feeling rather mean <laughs> authorish, but this one does wrap up, so you can read it as a standalone. It's a standalone, but it's part of the same like realm, part of the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Group of people. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But with Rise of the Forgotten, after you wrote it a while back, mm-hmm. and then did you always envision more to the story during that time? Or like, this is this is a great piece on its own, and I just want to like kind of market that first and focus on that first? Or have you always had inkling of the other ones, of the other you books? Know- I I definitely didn't plan it out to write more. I had kind of, like you said, an inkling that I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'd like to come back and tell this character's story. But it was never a concrete plan in my head. And when I first wrote Rise of the Forgotten, I was literally, I was riding in the car and I started scribbling a story and it ended up turning into a novel. So I'm not going to say that I'm the best planner. I'm very spontaneous (laughs) when it comes to writing. (laughs) Were there any challenges writing this this genre? Because oh, when you were younger, right? So this book yeah. is definitely a YA book, which I think it's already like really attractive to me when because there's a lot of venture. It's about this mm-hmm. Princess Raven, which is a female protagonist. How was writing the writing process? Which you told me a little bit about it, but I meant just getting yeah, into the yeah. characters now that you're older, looking back at it. I I wrote it, you know, like I said, when I was 14 and 15, Mm -hmm. and that was really hard. It was the first novel I'd ever written. The longest story I'd written up to that point was probably about 3,000 words. And at that first draft was, I believe, 57,000 words. So I way exceeded my anything I'd ever done. And it, it took me a good year and a half at least to finish it. So that in itself was a challenge, just keeping motivated to keep writing and all of that. And then my second challenge with that would be I got to the point where I wanted to share it with people. And I I did originally self-publish it and give a few copies to friends and family or whatever else. But it wasn't really supposed to be sold commercially or anything. It was just kind of like, hey, if you want to read my book. Well, then I realized, hey, why go through all this work? I learned so much about self-publishing and formatting and covers that I'm like, I want to be able to share this and be proud of it. And so I ended up actually going back and rewriting the entire book a couple of years ago. Okay, I was about to ask that. I was about to ask your your process since... When you finish it initially mm-hmm. to where you are now, I guess. Right. So I wrote the first draft. I went through, I edited it. I think my mom looked at it. She's really good with it. She's read a lot of books and she's a writer as well. She doesn't have anything published yet. So she gave me some feedback, but of course she didn't want to crush your poor little 15 year old daughter's <laughs> spirits by giving too many edits. Um, so that was kind of the first process, so to speak. And then, like I said, I didn't like the writing. I wanted to just kind of up the level 
I wanted it to be the best that I could make it. So I went back and I kept basically the same chapter format. So all the chapters were about the same content, but I rewrote everything. I, I wanted everything to read really just fresh and exciting and engaging with the character's internal dialogue. And so I rewrote it. Then, of course, I went back and read it and edited it thoroughly and then I had my mom thoroughly edit it. And let me say, <laughs> she does not pull punches. She she will go through and dissect everything. And I really appreciate that. But also sometimes right. I don't like it because <laughs> she won't <laughs> let anything stay. And then I had a few other people just read it and kind of critique it and be like, hey, this works with the characters, this doesn't or whatever else and just read through it again. So just just lots of polishing, honestly. I certainly appreciate that because you can tell in anyone's handwriting if they've really put their thought in it. Yeah. Is there a like a favorite part in the book? I know the entire book is your baby, but is <laughs> yep. there a part where you really, really... Have you heart in it? There and is. I know it's tough to ask that. <laughs> to no, that. yeah, it is. But also, I think when I wrote this book, of course, I was horse crazy. I've grown up around horses. And so I I put a lot of that into the book. And I think a lot of readers can identify with that. So at the end, I'm not going to give away any particulars, but there's <laughs> a very emotional scene with one of the horses in there, one of the main horses. When I first wrote it, I'm not going to lie, it was about midnight. It was towards the end of the book. I think I made myself cry writing it. Oh, and man. so that would probably be my favorite scene. And then I rewrote it. I've always been a horse person. I, I actually lost my mare to colic a couple of years ago. Oh, and no. that was after I'd written this, this emotional horse scene and then rewriting it. It was even more emotional. So yeah. I think that would probably be one of my favorite scenes just because of all the emotional ties to it. And then just growing up loving horses so yeah you know this is why it's nice to get to know you get to know the authors of the book see mm -hmm. their passion in it because ultimately you're pouring your heart out and your passion out to us as readers right. and we can definitely feel it we can definitely see it coming through the pages which is yeah. which is amazing so thank you <laughs> yeah absolutely the first book is a standalone but yet it's part of a series or i'm sorry was there a cliffhanger in rise of the forgotten because i know you're working on a second right there's not a cliffhanger there's undone threads so the gotcha. main story wraps up you read it and you're like, okay, I'm happy with that. I'm not mad at the author for leaving me like that, at least for that <laughs> reason. Hopefully they're not too mad by the end. There are a few things that don't wrap up with the side characters or with a couple of even the villains, I would say, oh. where everything doesn't quite wrap up. So and it kind of leaves you like... Brianna. Uh -huh. That's why we see Brianna. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So the next story, you're kind of like, okay, if I want, I can finish the book there. I'm not going to be upset. I'm I'm not going to lose sleep over the fact. But you're also like, I feel like there should be more. There's clearly a story here that didn't quite get finished. And so that's kind of how it leads into sometimes when you just want to sit down, it's like watching a Hallmark movie. You want to have a feel good, happy ending. And that's how I kind of ended Rise of the Forgotten. It's a feel good, happy ending, most likely for most of the characters. No promises all the <laughs> way around. But there are definitely a few things where you're like, hmm, that could lead into a next book. And then it does. So yeah. So that's a nice, nice serving for us then, like third and fourth book. I do have a vague idea for a third. 
Ah, that's good to know. <laughs> yep, yep. I love when others do that when you do part of series, but yet each book is kind of its own. Yeah, absolutely. You get to kind of meet different characters along the way and get to know them better. So I'm gonna ask you more things. If you don't absolutely. Mind. No, yeah. Let's talk to you as an author also. Mm-hmm. So you've done a lot of re-edits with Rise of a Forgotten and stuff like that. How about anything else being an author? How do, how do you feel? How do you... I just I just sit and read and I talk to you guys. So mm-hmm. you guys do the hard work, the marketing and publishing. How has that been? It has been quite the journey, honestly. You know, like I said, I, I, I started this out. I was 15. I didn't decide to do anything with my book until I was like, 17 or 18. At that point, I didn't know anyone personally who had ever published a book or done anything. Even most people I knew hadn't even like written a full novel. So I was one of the few people, definitely my age, who had done that. And so okay. I was kind of figuring out how to do most of this on my own. You know, I went to a couple of writing conferences. And, or classes, I should say. There's not a whole lot of conferences around here. But there's just not a lot of information from people that I could talk to in person. So I had to go through, I, Google was definitely my friend, just going through researching <laughs> blogs and articles and all of that, just trying to figure out how the heck you're supposed to self-publish your own book or traditionally publish, right. which one is better, figuring out how to do a cover for your book and finding images for that. It was it was an exhausting process. And I can honestly say I would do it again, but I'm very glad that I don't have to. So <laughs> kind of what that's led into is I, I have a blog and I try to help upcoming authors who are kind of at that stage where I was, where they have their book done. You know, right. they know they know how to write a book. They know how to do the writing process. But when it comes to publishing, they're kind of like, oh my gosh, there's so many options. What do I do? So I've tried to teach other upcoming authors what I would have wanted to know at that point. And so I've gotten to personally do that with a few people that I know, and it's been amazing. So, Well, it all seems very intimidating. Yeah, absolutely. I would would have loved like, hey, if you can just kind of give me a heads up on this and that or Right. You know, just sitting down and chatting with someone like you just mm-hmm. to gain any sort of knowledge. I think that's really nice. And that, that's really cool that you do that. Not yeah. only, you know, you're writing books, you're also helping each other out. It's, it's, great. Right. it's a nice, really nice community. Such a great community. But there is somebody that I was going to ask this question, but I'm going to mention him because he definitely wants to to get a shout out. Yeah. A fellow writer of yours, mm-hmm. he he wants to be known as your inspiration slash quote <laughs> or whatnot. If you want to give him a shout out before I call him out. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So really, the reason that I'm on this podcast right now is author Max Hurley is a connection <laughs> that I recently made through a bookstore we both have our books at. We've really bounced so much stuff off of each other, whether it's marketing ideas or mutual contacts and it's just been so nice getting to know another local published author so and that's why i'm here today you guys are in washington right i'm over in idaho but i i go back and forth sometimes so yeah okay well max there you go max just (laughs) calling you out there okay i'm still really interested in your book of course 
I guess I can only imagine writing what I know, right? Like the scenario, mm-hmm. what I know, my daily routines. Sure. So when you have to channel a whole different scenario, because this is this is considered fantasy, I would say. Yeah, would it is. Label? Yeah. So for you to even channel that, I think that's extremely creative. How was how was it writing a whole different world that you don't that we're not used to? Right. You know, like I can't imagine you guys writing a fantasy world when I I see I'm not that creative. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And of course, I'll have to thank all the amazing books that I grew up reading as a starter. I grew up reading the Narnia books and uh, the Lord of the Rings books and countless others I couldn't even begin to list. So that kind of is what started giving me ideas. And then from there, making up my own And I've also, interesting you say that, I I just wrote a blog post about this. I really firmly believe that as a writer, you should live life as adventurously as possible. So I've always tried, like I said, I I grew up fighting with lightsabers, riding horses, shooting bows. I've been doing martial arts for years. I just have traveled a lot of places. So I really think that that has helped me to, even the areas that I can't do, sure, I can't go to another world. I can't, you know necessarily joust in medieval Europe or anything like that. But it's kind of given me an idea of what all these different adventures might look like. And then so combining that with the different books that I've read, shows I've watched, the movies I've watched, it just all conglomerates to help build the imagination. So yeah, I would really say that all those things have helped me to kind of cultivate that that sense of adventure, I guess, that I've been able to instill in my books. Are you wanting to maybe dab in other genres at all, or yeah, or eventually we'll get there? Or I do. About your head, maybe. So <laughs> I now I love the fantasy genre. That that's that's my main one. I've always liked historical fiction. Currently, I don't have any historical fiction novels in the works. I have a couple ideas, but instead of doing medieval fantasy. I've actually been writing a duology, so a a two-book series, called The Hinterlands. And that one is a little different than most books that I've read in that it is a primeval fantasy novel. And so that one is, it's it's kind of like you would take, I don't want to say caveman, because that implies kind of like unintelligent grunting and and just, you know, all that. But it's like you take taking a a tribal society who very, very intelligent where they are living in this elaborate cave network system and they're surrounded by rival tribes and they have to figure out, well, the main character, Akira, is, is the main gal in there. She is faced against some insurmountable odds. And so I won't get into too many details, but I'm super excited for that series. It's the first book is written. The second book is halfway done. And I'm currently querying for an agent right now. And I'm going to try to get that one traditionally published. So I'd like to be a hybrid author where I have some books self-published, some books uh, traditionally published. So that's kind of my my other work in progress right now. And I'm just, I'm so excited for it. I can't imagine juggling all of those. Cause I it's would... a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a lot. This is why I'm really awed by authors big time. Hence doing a podcast like this, because I feel like hearing that I would just be 
confused, not as a reader. I mean, just trying to juggle all those things and trying to right. keep everything straight. So I, I bow down to you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> when do, are we going to expect the, the second rise of the forgotten, the, the Brianna story? Is that yeah. early next year or, you know, that is an excellent question. <laughs> I'm hoping that it will be, yeah, it, within the next six months. That's my goal. It's about, between halfway and two thirds written right now. So about 55,000 words. And so it's taken me a little bit farther than I, in, in the first half of the book, it's taken me longer to get through that than I anticipated. And I've had a lot of stuff happening in my life too. So as an author, it's, it's very difficult juggling real life with also your author life, because if you're not a full-time author, you've got a lot of ups, uh, other stuff going on. Absolutely, so yeah. it's, it's, it was supposed to be coming out. Honestly, I was aiming for this December probably won't happen at this point, but the cover is all done. Oh, uh, okay. It's gorgeous. I love my cover. If anyone needs a cover artist, I highly recommend digital me is, is my cover artist for that one. And she just did a phenomenal job. Like I said, I have, I have a lot of it all plotted out. So it's, it's coming. I'm really Yay. hopeful that it'll be out in the next few months. So at the moment, where can people get your book? Yeah. So my book is available on Amazon, of course. That's, I think, the main platform most people get books on nowadays. You can just look up Rise of the Forgotten by J.H. Gates. And I also have it in a lot of local bookstores here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Okay. And so I have it at the Well-Read Moose, which is actually where I am in contact with Max Hurley. That's our oh. mutual connection there. So we're bookstore and a few other ones, Auntie's Bookstore in Spokane. So just, just a few other local areas. And you can find all that on my website as well which is jhgates.com. So I list all the locations if you happen to live around the area. Do you have anything else to add about the book or you as an author? Surprise us. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Surprise you. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I don't think so. Nothing I can think of off the top of my head. I already want to read about Princess Raven because she seems like such a badass to me. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know if this is giving away, but is there like a love interest in this as well? Ooh, I don't know. There if you is. To give that away. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I don't mind. I'm not necessarily going to tell you who it is, but yes, there is a love interest. Oh, good to know. We'll make that note, yeah. guys. <laughs> well, thank you, Jessica, for stopping by and talking to me. And telling me all your secrets of your books. <laughs> um, I didn't tell you who I killed yet. What? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I only thought about the love interest. I didn't. Oh man! Oh, uh, probably a few people die. That just that just heightened my like excitement of wanting to read this book. Yeah. Anyway, then I'll leave you at it. Then. <laughs> well, thank you again, <laughs> and I will talk to you next time. Definitely about Brianna because I want to know that story as well. Especially when you said she was Princess Raven's servant. She is, yeah. So she's her chambermaid. It Man. is. Okay. Well, I'll let you go, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. All the other information from this episode will be in the show notes. 
please support indie authors as well as indie bookstores. And of course, the other podcasts, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where me and Caddy talk about all things books and, well, her cats too. See you then. Bye.